My name is Stella Guan. Welcome back to Path and Bounds Creative Office Hour. Today we have a guest all the way from India. Her name is Nithya, and、um, we actually met on LinkedIn. And she is a UX designer currently working at Amazon. She has had a really interesting career path. Hi, Nithya. How are you? Hi, Stella. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So、um, you had a pretty interesting career path, from what I can tell. You studied design、um, in school and worked as a designer early in your career,、um, but、uh, briefly in between, you you worked in sales and marketing, and now you're back to design again, and you're doing UX design. So can you tell us how you found your way to UX design? Yeah, absolutely.、Um, so I have a background in graphic design,、um, and one of my first roles as a visual designer was、uh, working on brand development, marketing, advertising campaigns, and things、um, for early stage startups,、um, and also bigger organizations in、uh, the food and beverage industry,、um, in hospitality,、um, and in service industry. Um, so as my work evolved,、um, I had the opportunity to work on digital projects and web design projects,、uh, which really sparked my interest in UX.、Um, once that happened, I knew I wanted to explore this and explore my skills further. So I moved to New York、um, to pursue a master's in design and technology from Parsons School of Design. Uh, and my program was great.、Uh, it gave me a lot of opportunities to explore new media technologies and also dive deeper into UX specifically. Um, I also worked、uh, post that I worked with design service firms and、uh, startups, and、um, I was engaged in various projects around mental health,、um, neuroanalysis, financial services.、Um, so that was a very interesting part of my career.、Um, I then moved to digital customer experience management、uh, with an automotive company based in India,、uh, and now I'm at Amazon. So、um, it's been a slow、uh, march towards UX, I would say.、Um, Particularly to your question,、um, over the years、uh, I've held positions、um, titled variously from、uh, creative to sales and marketing to customer experience manager.、Uh, but the focus essentially has always been on improving the customer experience、um, and the customers'、uh, interactions with a brand or a product.、Um, so, in a sense,、um, um, I felt that my My work has always revolved around user experience,、um, and、um, in in design and in the in my career, I've seen that job titles can be quite ambiguous.、Um, so that's what I've personally experienced as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, right? I didn't even think about that.、Um, what you were doing actually is. Uh, all about improving people's experience, and that's actually what、um, you know. Really, UX design is, and what a lot of different kinds of design is、um, as well. So you mentioned that you moved from India to、uh, to the US.、Uh, so you actually have experience working in India and the US.、Um, so I was wondering what your experience、um, is in both countries.、Um, was there any differences that you noticed?、Um, talk to us about your experience in both countries. Yeah, for sure.、Um, so yeah, I moved from、um, India to the US, and now I'm back to India.、Um, so I feel like I've seen a lot of different phases,、uh, both in my career as well as、um, the kind of、um, culture that I've been exposed to.、Um, the design culture has definitely been very different. So when it comes to UX design,、um, the US has a more mature design culture.、Um, there's a lot more.、Um, 
community of UX design professionals, which I was able to engage with both as a student and then working in the industry. Um, I was also able to connect and learn from organizations and brands that really um, value investing in design, um, whether they're a product-based company or not. Um, in India, the UX design industry is growing um, with you know, India has uh, sort of the next billion users of smartphones. And so um, it's a prime candidate for um, having digital design at the forefront. And so UX design as an industry, as a practice is growing and maturing. Um, so there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of potential. But um, I think in some ways, India is still sort of catching up to that. Um, and I think, um, you know, having said that, um, culture can be very contextual to the organization that you're in. Um, so right now, um, for example, with Amazon, um, it's a very, very mature, design mature organization, which places a lot of emphasis on UX. Um, so I feel like being in India, but with Amazon, I'm sort of getting the best of both worlds where I'm able to grow a UX practice uh, based out of India, uh, but also learn from great leaders. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, like like you said, it's definitely best of both worlds, and it may you know you you may have more opportunities in in India in a sense because you know um, you can bring so much that you learn from the U.S. to um, India, and also kind of you know you're familiar with both cultures, so you can kind of integrate um, both of them, which is amazing. So um, I actually you know took a look at your medium and I, I noticed that you wrote some articles that are really interesting. One of the case studies actually caught my eyes. It's about designing for emergencies, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't a topic that's often talked about. So I got really curious. I, I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about that project. What inspired you to design for emergency and uh, what did you learn from the project? Definitely. Um, so that was a, a great project for me to dig into. Um, designing for emergencies, like you said, is not really a topic that's widely explored. Um, I came across this uh project as part of my work where I was sort of challenged to envision a solution um, for a very specific problem in disaster management, which is sort of um, how might we connect people in a disaster or um, in an emergency situation uh, with people or organizations that are providing help or support or relief. Um, and that's something that I think um, is not really talked about or is not really considered because um, if you really see the reality of it, um, coordination of relief and resources is a very critical component, but that's something that happens on the um, um, on the fly and at the moment um situation arises and it's not a lot of forethought that's sort of given into these experiences. Um, When I was challenged with this problem, um, I took it on with uh, doing a lot of research, speaking to a lot of people in the industry to really understand the key issues. Um, And um, the the outcome of sort of my exploration was a tool that can connect someone uh, with a phone and a basic phone service to help that they require, whether that's medical emergency or uh, more um, simple, uh, you know, help around the um, around their basic needs. Um, this kind of t- tool, I feel, is sort of the need of the hour, this, uh, as the world is right now grappling with the pandemic. And you've seen people turn to the internet um, for information, for resources, for help with finding, um, you know, testing and vaccinations and all of that. So I think it's it's something that we really um, should be more involved in as a design community. Um, and you know, it's it's a great opportunity for us to step in and help create products that create real impact. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, um, you know, from the pandemic, especially we we can see that, you know, as 
I mean, government agencies, they, they, they can only do so much, right? Because we, there's so many people on the planet. It actually makes more sense to create something for the community, um, for people to help each other out, just because if you rely on government, I mean, it may never come in time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought, you know, your idea is so great. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope more. Um, you know, companies look into that and actually pour their enormous resources into, you know, helping people out in times of crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really, really interesting. And um, I also noticed that you recently started uh, to become a mentor at uh, a website called ADP uh, Mentors, ADP List Mentor. And so for folks who uh, didn't know about ADP List, it is actually a pretty new organization that started back in um, actually just 2020. And it already grown to almost 2000 mentors around the world. And most people are industry professionals in uh, the design industry, uh, volunteering their help um, to people who want to join the design industry. And I think it's a really, really good mission. So uh, tell us what inspired you to become a mentor. And um, if you're uh, selecting a mentor yourself, uh, what criteria are you looking for? Sure. Um, So yeah, I think um... Uh, me sort of offering my mentoring services has really been a long time coming. Um, informally, I've always been contacted by various people to really get some advice on whether it's education or career moves and things like that when it came to design. Um, so all I did was try to formalize my engagement as a mentor so that I can actually reach more people. Um, as designers, I feel like there's a lot of ambiguity in how you can break into UX, how you can grow in your role, or how you can shape your career path really. Um, as the industry grows and evolves, there will be a lot of designers with unique paths. So it's really important um, to find a mentor that can help you navigate the industry, um, identify your strengths and growth areas, and really help in your professional growth. Um, a mentor can be someone from the design industry or outside, um, and that's totally up to you. Um, but they can really help you set goals, be a sounding board, or even a resource to work through challenges, um, whether you face that in your academic or professional career. Um, For me personally, the most important thing is to really think about what is it that I'm looking to achieve. Um, And um, at different stages of my career, I've had different needs and different goals that I'm trying to achieve, whether it's um, could be finding a new job or solving challenges in my current role, um, or just making transitions within your role, maybe from a, a an IC to a manager. And um, personally, I've not had a very uh, a specific mentor, but I seek out people who I feel I can learn from, um, whether they're uh, part of my professional circle or uh, my social community in the design industry. Um, and I, I seek out people based on the goals, based on what stage of career I'm at, and really try to connect with people on a more personal level. Um, and so there's always a community for me to reach out to. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, you know, because there's so many um, actually soft skills involved, mm-hmm. right? When you're uh, looking for a job or a change, and also especially when you're breaking into the industry, it's really hard to learn that from any kind of program or textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also by connecting with someone, um, you you learn really, you know, 
beyond um, what you can learn anywhere else. And also they can, they might be able to connect you with someone else um, who are in their, you know, connections, which is, which is amazing. And um, I hope you, you know, have a great time mentoring people there. And I actually personally recently joined ADP List myself too. So, um, so it, it's something that I also am um, exploring more as I offer courses in my school, but also want to reach out to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually on your website, I noticed that you mentioned that you're a CX professional. Um, And there's so many terminology these days. There's UX, there's CX, there are a bunch of other stuff. Can you explain what the difference uh, is between CX and UX um, for those of our audience who are curious? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, CX or customer experience is essentially a very broad term that encompasses all the ways in which your customer really interacts with your brand. Um, UX, on the other hand, user experience, um, is to do with the experience that your user or your customer in this case has with a product, um, whether that's an, uh, a website, an app, devices, interfaces, whatever that may be. Um, in a sense, the way I define it or um, the way you can see it is UX is a part of CX where the customer interacts with a variety of touch points, including but not limited to your digital product um, as they're engaging with your brand. So CX and UX are also measured differently. Um, CX metrics could include things like customer satisfaction rate, net promoter score, um, whereas UX is measured with metrics like error rate, uh, drop-offs, time taken to complete a task. Um, To give you a a short example, when you order food through a food delivery service app, um, your interactions with the app are the UX. Um, Your experience with the delivery, um, for example, when the delivery person uh, maybe contacts you because they're unable to find your location, that's part of the CX that's outside of the product UX of the app. Um, I hope that really sort of explains the difference between the two. That's a great example. I'm glad you gave us that example. It's so easy to understand. Um, So as a, you know, UX designer and CX professional, um, you know, now that we understand that CX is a little bit broader, right? Um, so how do you how do you ensure great CX uh, customer experience? Um, you know, from the de- perspective of a designer, um, I think um, you'll have to listen to your customers. That's essentially it. Um, you always have to make sure that you have um, your customers in mind. If you don't have uh, the correct input, seek them out. Um, Whether you're in a small scale uh, startup uh, with limited resources or in a larger organization which has a user research practice in place, um, you can always find opportunity to talk to your end customers or your end users. Um, It's also really Mm -hmm. important to sort of uh, understand um, the context of your product or your brand uh, and really reach out to um, other other brands and other UX professionals um, who have experience in the kind of work that you're doing. And that really helps you sort of um, make sure that you're on the right track um, and you're not repeating some of the mistakes that you see um, in other experiences. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely see kind of like an overlap in you know, UX and CX, and it's all about putting your customers, your users first, not assuming that they, you know, do certain things or feel certain ways. And um, it's, you know, it, it's it's what kind of uh, put us in, in a position that's very humble, um, learning from them and also um, being really creative, uh, learning and then creating a solution for them. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. So, 
Um, I was wondering if you um, if you have made any mistakes in your career before, um, and if so, what they are, and um, also if you know, is, is there anything that you wish you knew back then? Mm-hmm. Anything so, like that? Um, one of the things I uh, have just mentioned is uh, being sure, uh, making sure that you really listen to your customers. Um, but uh, something that I've learned to recognize as equally important is uh, making sure that I'm heard. Um, as a design professional, as part of a larger team, um, you can be deeply em- empathetic to user needs, but a critical skill is to be vocal within your team, within your organization, within your community. Um, more often than not, I found myself actively advocating for design, whether it's with business or technology teams, or even with leadership. And it's a very important role for someone to play. Um, outside of work, I feel that um, it's also very important to find your voice as a designer. Um, and really share your thoughts and your work with others. Um, that really helps you not only get great feedback, get early feedback, but it also helps you gain critical thinking skills um, and um, adds a lot of diverse perspective to the work that you're doing and adds value to you as a designer. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I love your perspective, like advocating for yourself, right? It's actually a skill that's really scary for, um, you know, a lot of people because it sounds like you're trying to fight off a lot of, you know, evil forces and kind of um, emerge from from below, which is very important from my personal experience as well when I was working for, um, you know, big organizations that are not you know, always design um, focused or design centric, Mm -hmm. you really need to push that idea, you know, present that in front of um, higher and senior leadership and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, explain to them why it's important. Mm -hmm. And and if you're in a leadership position, then you have even more responsibilities, because um, if not, then your department is not going to be seen. Mm -hmm. And there's not going to be enough um, well, sometimes it gets eliminated, right? So it's okay. it's really important to do so. Yeah. So I I hope uh, younger designers um, nowadays they you know c- can learn from uh, your experience and 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 so many other people's experience before and not be afraid to um, speak up to stand to stand up and also outside of work um, like like yourself and like myself we create content we um, publish you know opinion and you know uh, research pieces to. To, to show people who you really are. And when you go to interviews, right, you can talk about these kind of things and and it's going to make you stand out than somebody who can't really, who, who don't really have anything to talk about. Um, so excellent. Yeah. And how do you uh, stay relevant and updated as a designer? You know, design trends um, change all the time and there are new things coming out every year. Mm-hmm. How do you stay relevant to those? Yeah, um, it takes a lot of effort for sure. Um, I think um, personally, I believe that design or creativity is a muscle that you constantly need to utilize and exercise um, or it atrophies. And essentially, um, when you're talking about design trends and different um, softwares and different tools and methodologies that you um, utilize as a designer, um, those keep evolving continuously. And so um, it's great to sort of keep an eye on that, Uh, not to say that you get stuck in trends, uh, but I make it personally, make it a point to learn new skills as they're relevant to my work um, in the day to day. Um, you know, with online courses and all these other resources where you can get a lot of free um, information. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can really um, be upskilling yourself constantly. 
um, when it comes to being updated on sort of the latest and greatest in design, um, uh, I've always made it a point to engage with the larger uh, design community, whether that's been uh, based in the US or currently in India, um, attending workshops, attending design events, or even smaller group discussions or um, connects. And that's really important to, uh, again, not only um, make sure that you uh, have a, a community to learn from, but also, um, you know, have have a, a community to get feedback from, to get support from, and it can be a great place to stay updated on design as well. Yeah, it, it's uh, really true because I find myself self always um, visiting online design communities and there are always people asking questions and, you know, presenting their work. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know about this or wow, this is really amazing work. Right. So if you're not a part of those communities, can you can really kind of get, um, you know, pigeonholed in your own work because sometimes it can be repetitive. Sometimes it can be just like a few things that you work on mm -hmm. um, in your company and your project and you don't see other things. Right. So um, highly recommend uh, designers to always engage with the online communities and you know, when we have more in-person events, um, obviously we can do more of that. But right now, it, it still didn't limit us because um, the online community is really active. Um, so uh, my final question to you is, uh, I was wondering if you're working on any kind of site projects, any, you know, fun projects, upcoming projects that you wouldn't mind sharing with us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this last year has definitely given me a lot of time to sort of reflect on what I want to be um, working on uh, and how I want to con contribute back to the community. Um, so uh, apart from my one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions, um, I plan to be giving a series of knowledge sessions uh, with uh, mentees, um, whoever is interested, um, that cover a range of uh, topics from storytelling to um, networking um, to how to advocate for design and things like that. Um, so something uh, for everyone to look forward to. Um, Personal, on a personal level, I've also been exploring digital and more traditional art mediums, uh, which I hope to be sharing uh, in the company. Oh, awesome. Lots of exciting things um, coming up. So it, it kind of um, it's both in the realm of uh, professional development for uh, designers and continuing to helping them more with that. And I love that you brought up storytelling because we actually um, really um kind of encourage designers to do that because it it really is something that it's so important in many professions right mm -hmm. not just not just like oh if you're a journalist if you're a, a tv producer you need to know how to tell stories of course but mm -hmm. as designers if you don't tell stories it's it's kind of like you're being a robot and you can't connect to people which is um which is not great and um it's awesome that you're kind of getting back to your roots and um doing more art related projects and we're really excited to see what's um, you know, coming up for you and hope to see some of your work very soon. And thank you so much today for your time um, to share your uh, experience with us. Uh, we are very grateful to learn um, about your career, your life and, and your wisdom. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, and uh, I love uh, what you're doing with sharing more knowledge and perspectives um, in the design community. Uh, so looking forward to hearing more. Yeah, thank you. So, um, well, this is the end of this episode. Um, if you want to hear more of this, stay tuned to us on um, at Path and Bound on all social media. My name is Stella Guan. I'm the founder and CEO. Uh, we're going to see you again very soon. Bye.